Nick, and I'm looking at episode number 49 today. Uh, we are here in good spirits. Andrew's got a new laptop looking fresh as ever. Austin's got a pizza you don't see, but I'm sure it will pop out of nowhere. Uh, Jake's got the fresh to death after his competition running of that shit. Uh, Steve's got the old cocoa puffs. Like uh, That's what we love to see. I'm sure the milk is nice and chocolatey, and Kyle's got the beer. And Now, no- this cereal is dry. There's no milk in this. That's what she said. You're eating dry (laughs) cocoa. Milk and cereal is overrated. Don't do it, kids. It's not good. Wait, wait, hold uh... on. Question, question before you start, other than Kyle's beautiful beanie. uh, And then my fresh haircut. Oh, Uh, looking slick. uh, Looks great. uh, In the bowl, cereal or milk first? Uh, Andrew, go. Definitely uh, cereal first. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha, Austin. Um, definitely cereal first. Okay, Jake. Cereal. It's not even a question. Okay, Kyle. If you do milk first, you should be on a serial killer watch list. Yes. Okay, okay that's you. a little harsh. That, no, that's, guys, that's uh, this just in Kyle is on a serial killer watch list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, go ahead. Yeah, what thoughts? Uh, uh. Cereal is better without milk, but I'm putting something in it. Let's go with orange juice. What? Uh, okay. Oh, he is actually, actually the one on the cereal killer ha- list. No, 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 that's serial killer watch no, no. material. I have done orange juice in my cereal before. I have done it once. What is it wrong okay, with they you? Are, I have. What is wrong with you? On the Whoa. serial killer watch list. So, okay, uh, milk in a bowl or milk? I mean, cereal and milk in a bowl or cereal and milk in a bag. <laughs> What the? Oh, are you kidding me? Nah, oh dude, I'm putting that God. in a graduated cylinder. Chemistry life. Oh um, okay. Why? Why do you do um, this The thing? answer is Might cereal well first, podcast. although I did debate on just pushing the narrative that I put my milk first, but I decided Bro. not to. The answer is cereal first. There's no other right answer. Moving on from our, I guess, random topic of the day. I'm sure more of those will come up. Uh, we had a, well, a great week in football. Uh, some news in uh, in uh, hockey. Basketball has been kind of boring in general. It's just been basketball. Like there's been no special fun fun stuff. Yeah. Um, with the basketball. LeBron's coming up on. LeBron's coming up, but that'll be next week or the week after. We have the All Star game coming up in a couple weeks, don't we? Yes, mm-hmm. and we will talk about the LeBron stuff briefly if we want to. Or did you already do an episode on that, Jake? I'll no, I think I think we should wait until after he passes. Because it's going to be soon. It's, it's going to oh, be in I like two weeks. About, we're going to talk about something else LeBron-related. Uh, okay. Anyway. Uh, and then the last piece <laughs> is, of the MLB, I don't really know about anything that went on other than the Red Sox officially parted ways with uh, – why can't I remember his name in the moment? Um, it's – dude, I, it's, he's a pitcher, and he was their closer for a portion of last year. Why is he skipping my mind? Clearly it doesn't matter that badly. No, it does. It does. It does matter. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Clearly not. <laughs> um, so uh, I guess we could start off with uh, me trying to find this name while I uh, conveniently try and not act like I'm doing that. Dude, what the hell? Um, <laughs> anyways, the point is, is that they signed someone. Um, fuck. Uh, <laughs> dude, uh, Bro, dude, I'm sounds... losing. Well, dude, wow. why is it so hard to find one name? Oh my lord, dude! <laughs> That's so funny. I just need <laughs> Nick. Nick, it's okay. No, they... It's uh... Matt Barnes. Oh, Holy there fuck. we go. 
Anyways, moving so like on. Jake said, not that important. Fuck you, okay? <laughs> not actually though, big love, but I'm mad. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, um, I dude, I can't wait. Me and Kyle are gonna have the same bedroom for the uh, bachelor party on purpose. Uh -oh. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh little does he know there's some mustard on the way. So moving oh. on, uh, he doesn't know what that means. We're gonna keep it that way. Uh, okay. So talking about actual subjects, way we're gonna get what is the thing we'll talk about the least, but is still important to talk about in the sports world. The Australian Open. Now, this might sound a little sexist. I definitely don't mean it to. I do not know who won the women's singles. I do know whoever who won the men's singles because uh, it's one of the three best uh, tennis men players in the last 10 years that we already talked about on our top 10 list. Uh, Djokovic, right? He uh, yes. went off uh, after Federer fell out in the second round and Nadal fell out in the not third round. Federer. Federer did not play. I could have sworn he fell out in the second round. Uh, I know Nadal fell in the third round. Yes, Nadal uh, did. It was Andy Murray played, and was out. But I'm pretty sure Federer did not play. Uh, oh, we gotta second. look it up again. Yes, no, but this will be quicker. Um, so actually, I have the winner for the women's as well because actually I forgot. I, I yeah, as Arena. Arena. Uh, I actually saw her play actually against. I actually saw her play. Uh, it was I actually saw the final. I was at an Irish pub this weekend, and I actually saw her play. And I believe it was like you have to win six games per round in order to win. What? And no, Steven. Or something like that. Let me okay. Just... Okay. Mm. Hold on. Cause Steve apparently doesn't know how tennis on. works. It's okay. You're not. Bro, you're not I play Switch well. tennis. I know what you're so, talking about. Game? There, there are games, sets, and matches in tennis. Mm. All right. So the game is the through 15. So you got zero to 40 love. That's your mm. game. All right. With, with it's not necessarily get to six points and you win. That is like the generic standard, but mm. you have to also win by two. So mm. women's tennis is a little bit different than men's tennis mm. because men's tennis does a playoff if they hit to six. So mm. if it's let's say Djokovic for some reason it didn't happen in the finals because Djokovic absolutely slapped um, uh, Cespedes, absolutely smacked him around in the final. Cespedes. It, mm. Not Cespedes. Um, Stitsipas. Sorry. I don't mm. know wh why I was thinking of Yoenna Cespedes for a second, but that's apparently mm. where my mind went. But anyway. Just keep going. Uh, Stitsipas. Yeah. Keep talking, um, So with men's tennis, you have to get um, six and then win the playoffs. So it's a little bit different. But so, Steve, yes. you're not entirely wrong. And mm. I know where my brain anyway. went here. So Nadal was actually on the second round, and the guy who beat him, uh, the American McDonald, uh, proceeded to be out in the third round. So I know where my brain was there. Um, but mm. Nadal being on the second round was pretty crazy. But uh, Djokovic had one of the most more dominant uh, um, tennis uh, weekends or weeks, or I know it's quite a long time, uh, where I'm pretty sure he didn't lose very many. I, he might not have lost a full set, um, to be frank, or a full game. Um, he... Didn't lose a uh, well. He lost a couple sets, um, but not many. He didn't. Yeah. In, he didn't in the finals or he swept, the semifinals. He, he swept in the finals. Um, he swept in the finals. He swept in the semifinals. But anyways, he had a very dominant tournament. Um, he also swept in the quarterfinals. Man doesn't so lose. Very <laughs> dominant. Uh, he also <laughs> swept in the second round. Cheers. Did he sweep uh, all of it? Did he sweep that's it? That's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to check the last one here that I'm not missing. 
the first round. I, I, if he lost some in the first round, I'm losing full for him. <laughs> well, when I saw Arena played this weekend, she was in the final round. She was down like 40 to 0, 40 to 15 twice, and both times pretty much reverse swept and came back. And then at one point, they went to, I believe it was five or six deuces back and forth in the final round. Like, it was intense between the two of them. It was very close. He, um, Sablunka is definitely one of the up-and-coming stars of women's tennis. She definitely mm. will be dominant for the next few years. Mm. Um, she was absolutely incredible for this Open. She had, she's been in the semifinals and quarterfinals for the past few Grand Slams with the, the U.S. Open, Wimbledon, and the French Open. Um, so she's definitely up and coming, and I think she'll be pretty dominant this year, considering she just won the first Grand Open of the year. Um, Djokovic did lose one set the entire tournament. Which is ridiculous, mm. by In the, the second round, uh, he lost I, one set once. Okay, my bad. I was having trouble finding it. But anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, point being, uh, they all went off, um, mm. and uh, it was pretty impressive to watch. Um it was, it was pretty cool. So uh, I do again. You lose one set. It's like uh, essentially a football team uh, losing one half um, in the playoffs. Like it's it's pretty freaking impressive. Like he's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. really only losing one part of one game one time. Uh, mm-hmm. So, anyways, um, that was pretty cool. Uh, other kind of little details that went on, other than the Red Sox stuff that I was forgetting about. Um, the Bruins have lost three in a row. I know us, Bru- us Bruins fans, Boston shambles. fans are just, they're just in shambles. They're only nine points up on the second best team in the league. Um, it's really hard to be a Bruins fan right now. So hard. Uh, while we try to struggle through this, um, this hard time. <laughs> it's uh, harder and... to be, uh, be Kyle cause he's betting on them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Bro, Kyle, just stop betting on the bees, please, for all no, of our sanity. I'm torn. Do I keep betting and losing money just to watch them lose? Or That's do I not stop worth it. it. That's not worth it. It's okay. The next game he bets on, they're going to win, and I'll bet that on a stat. So, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll bet on them tomorrow because they're playing Wait, tomorrow, right? They're, they're playing, playing the Maple Leafs? Leafs? Oh, God, yeah. they might not win that. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, uh, moving on. To, so, let's actually let's just jump right into our hockey topic that we're going to talk about this week. Um so really the major thing that happened, um, and I'm not sure if there's really many or if any other trades, uh, but Bo Horvat, uh, the major trade, the number one candidate to be traded or number pretty much the number one. Not candidate number one. To, OK, I mean, who's number one to be traded right now? Patrick Kane. Oh, the number I one forgot he used to be trained. Yeah. Dude, still come to the Bruins? You come to the Bruins and hang out for a little bit? That's a you fact. guys going to clear $10.5 million cap space? Damn straight. We'll find a way. I'll go. I'll start <laughs> yeah. pitching in. If we all start pitching in, we'll get it. Uh, we can get, like, pitching in. Why a percentage would I pitch of that. that? Uh, anyways, <sighs> so uh, moving on. Bo Horvat, he ended up going to the Islanders, Kyle's favorite franchise in the <laughs> whole world. His absolute um, favorite franchise in the planet. In Boo. fact, it's Kyle's favorite New York franchise. So the Islanders, who have been kind of a subpar team, and last I looked, were on the edge of the playoffs, not even fully in the playoffs. In fact, there are quite literally so there's no one ahead of them in the playoffs <laughs> other than the teams in the playoffs. So they they're are the right there. In. Uh, yeah, they're right there. The only issue is, is was it worth giving up their two pieces and a first round pick for a guy who's been really, really good, but will he make a huge difference? And that's where the discussion goes between 
Kyle and Jake who have this uh, well Kyle's always has an argument but Jake I, argument. I have a superior usually argument, not which good, I always but, do so, uh, oh. we'll, we'll let uh we'll let uh Jake start our, our yeah let's go, let's go to Jake uh he can start with his argument here that's fine uh my position is the Islanders won this trade and Kyle feel free to go back and forth as I'm going with this honestly I don't need this to be a monologue because I feel like I have counterpoints <laughs> to everything you're gonna say uh, first okay, and, I'll first take and that, foremost, man. this is the team that's buying. They're on the brink of a playoff push, and honestly, this is the right move to improve their roster immediately. It's not though. Okay, it is. It's not because it you are immediately buying a position you do not need. It, it is a solidifies waste of a position their. Pool. It solidifies their center position. He's the top center on the them, roster, and it rounds out their first line. Brings them chemistry. He, listen, so the minute that he gets into chemistry, yes. what chemistry? No the one on this team he, has played with. The him. minute he gets oh. in, integrated with this team, it's going to go nuts. I guarantee you. No, this team he, is going to okay. make a playoff push because of this trade. Okay, Are, do you yield to me before I interrupt? Uh, yeah, go anymore? for it, go for it. Okay, Bursa, in his goodbye speech and or acceptance speech to becoming the Islanders, he said on three separate times, I wish I was a Vancouver Canuck for life. Well, too bad because the want, Canucks decided to trade him out so they don't care about him. He doesn't want to be that just means he's Islander. loyal to his. No, that just means he's loyal to his team. He's absolutely he going to love want, being in New York. He does not want to be a New York Islander. And since his contract is expiring in June, the Islanders have no guarantee that they will re-sign him. Considering he is having a career year to his benefit, well-deserved, he is playing phenomenal. But uh, I mean, being tied eighth in the NHL in goals is more than phenomenal. Just going to say that, Kyle. It's, yeah, okay, above phenomenal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, that's I'm what not I thought. <laughs> I'm not denying he's been talented this year. He is amazing. He was the captain of the Canucks for a reason. Plus, uh, remind, me who the, remind me who the Islanders traded away. Remind me, real quick. Remind <laughs> they me. They traded away Anthony Bavillier. Who's having an awful year, by the way. He's, lo he's looking Below much better par. in my NHL franchise, but he's sucking in real life. Below par. But look, he didn't play with anybody of relevance with the Islanders. He'll get to play in the second line ice time. His ice time nearly doubles on this franchise. Hold on a minute. You're telling me that in a middle-of-the-pack team that he didn't play all that much? Oh, that must mean he really sucks. He, because the team is already stacked at the position Bavillier was. They didn't need They didn't need to They're refill stacked? on offense. Yeah, they on offense. They don't need offense. They need defense. That's what their position is lacking. That's why they're currently not in a playoff spot. If you look at those standings, they are not in the playoffs yet. I actually think their offense is middle of the pack, so I think that they're destroys your Middle of there. the pack? Yes. What the fuck are you talking about? Go look at their goal score. Go ahead. Go tell me what their goal scored are uh, compared to everybody else. Go ahead. 148. Mm. It's not looking good. That's pretty uh, low. Ah! Uh, <laughs> anyway, besides the for that reason, they need more offense. Exactly, Kyle. Nick. I feel like I haven't even. But listen, the Islanders don't need a center. They already have six centers. Now they added six centers on the team. So yeah, they may have solidified. Yeah, but they got the best one. Just replace the whole team. It sucks. It was not the best center available. First he, off, that is uh, not true. Uh, he but is the he best be center the best on that team. team right now. Matthew Barzell is miles better than Bo Horvat. Is and is he having was, a better? Is he having a better year than Hovart right now? No, but he should That's be. the but that's what the fuck I thought, Kyle. <laughs> Matthew Matthew Barzell is miles better than Bo Horvat ever say is. Miles. Also, let's let me remind let me remind you what it the is no, let me remind you what the what the Islanders trade. They traded uh Bovi Bovier, who's having an Bovillier. awful year. Bovillier, Bovillier. sorry. Atu Rate, who's a decent minor AHL player. It's not like he's turning into a star anytime soon. And a conditional first-round pick that protects the Islanders if this ends up backfiring in their face and they have a top-12 pick. 
So honestly, they gave up practically nothing. Practically nothing. Practically okay. nothing. Flag. No. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold practically on. nothing. No, they upgraded uh, the center. Gonna play. Come on. No. They not, upgraded the center. Like the they out. upgraded the center position. No. Jake. Listen. Jake. Let me. Listen. Let me say my piece. Let me say my piece. Go ahead. Let me say my piece. Go ahead. First up, you say they traded nothing. Anthony Bavillier had record career. They had a career season last year. He's not a nobody on this roster for the Canucks now. And he is getting benefited new ice time on a new position. I'm sure with due time, if he grows, he'll be putting up record goals playing with JT Miller and Connor Garland as his, as his projected line mates, according to Daily Faceoff. Second, Atu Rata was, a fir- was a, either a first or second round pick. I can't remember off the top of my head. Second round pick, from- I have it up. Second round pick from 2021, I believe, is what it was. Yes. So he's not like again, not a nobody. That's a top prospect that they developed that the Islanders were developing in their franchise that is now going to develop for the Canucks. So again, not a nobody that they're giving up. And that first overall, that first round pick that they are trading away, it's not like it doesn't become a first round pick if they miss the playoffs this year. This, this, this what the Islanders traded is hell bent. I'm Bo Horvat re-signing with this franchise. If he does, if he does re-sign with the franchise, at best, this may this trade would be a wash. Uh, no, I at, think that is the at best the very least, scenario. this deal is a wash right now, um, and it's in the Islanders' favor. Kyle, I've already told it you. Plus, listen, on the okay. added addition to that, the Canucks retain 25 percent of his remaining salary. So the salary ends this year. It doesn't it's not matter. Like it's, a it's not it's like enough. it's enough. The Canucks are buying, are not buying. They're selling anyway. They don't need salary cap at the moment. They could care less considering it's less than a year, Jake. And the Islanders are buying, trying to make a playoff push. The Islanders won this trade. They're better now than they were yesterday. Jake, Jake, the Canucks, listen to me. The Canucks do not need that 25%, which is not even $1.5 million to them. Considering Uh, that $1.5 million per year. That's exactly what it is. Per year, so it's till June. $1.5 million, they have to hold up. They have to pay... Uh, that they pull Horvat himself till June. Then that money they owe him doesn't matter. It's gone. All right. <laughs> doesn't matter. That first overall pick, the, whether or not the Islanders, if the Islanders miss the playoffs this year, if they're still between 13th and 17th overall pick, they still got to give that pick to the Canucks this year. Yeah. And if they just so happen to be awful and miss the playoffs even more by a larger amount and it's top five protected. That means the Islanders failed in their goal, which you say is to make a push to make the playoffs. Yeah, but so if they if fail, they, they got 12, they, they got fail. the conditional top twelve. That's fine. But they still have, but they then have to give up a pick next year. And if they do not sign Bo Horvat this year, then they not only have to give up a first round pick next year, regardless of anything, they have to give that first round pick up anyway, Kyle. and they lose out on Bo Horvat. So not only do they, not only hold on, Jake, hold on. Not only do they give up Anthony Bavillier, who is a top six player, top six player for the team. They give up Atu Ratu, who's a top two prospect for the team. They have to give up a first round pick and they are not guaranteed to sign Bo Horvat. If they sign Bo Horvat in the next week, all right, I'll have an argument with you that the Islanders may have won this trade. Until they sign Bo Horvat, until there is proof that they will guaranteed make the playoffs, which they is not right now. The Canucks won this trade by miles. Okay, Kyle. Who would you rather have right now, Bo Horvat or Anthony Bevelier? Uh, At the moment, I would rather have Bo Horvat. Yes. Horvat or Rate? Rate. That's not the correct answer. <laughs> it no. is the correct answer. No, he's it's not. He's having he a, better. Talent. He's having a decent year in the minors. You're talking, <laughs> and honestly, yes. you t- you call Bevelier a top six forward. Hovart's better, and they upgraded. I do not like. 
They upgrade a position they did not need, Jake. They threw every in upgrade is an position. upgrade. No, Jake, every upgrade is, not, is an upgrade. No. Yes. If you had Tom Brady, then all of a sudden you also drafted Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Is that really upgrading at the quarterback oh, position one... when you're wasting no, talent? It's not your no. <laughs> if you're not upgrading okay, at the right also, position, also, you're not hold upgrading. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. What? You're comparing anybody in this trade to Tom Brady and or Patrick Mahomes is fucking asinine. Don't was, even try okay. that. That's yes. that is apples to oranges, bro. I was trying to prepare. I was trying no. to use analogies for positions so Austin and no. Steve can understand what the fuck I'm talking about because Austin and Steve look absolutely clueless right now, and I'm trying because they don't understand. To help them hockey. Understand, it doesn't but matter. I'm trying to help them understand what is also, happening. No, I don't know the fuck Kyle, but I doubt we're talking about Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes in the immediate future. I know that's Austin Matthews. Right, right now, you would rather have Bo <laughs> yes, Horvo- yes. Horvat than any one of these dudes on your team right now no, if you're trying to make a playoff push. I would. Yes. Absolutely, right now, this year. Push, sure, but that's, that's what they're trying the, to do. But the Islanders aren't in a playoff spot. The Islanders will not they're make the They're literally playoffs. two points out. They will not make. With this trade, this trade makes them worse overall. It does. It, it does. It they does. just got better. They it upgraded. They, no, have the they, guy, they just added no, the guy who was eighth in goals in the NHL, and you're telling me they yes, downgraded? Playing with, that is absolutely insanity. Him the puck. He, they're, he's playing with people who will not pass to him. Also, Bor Horvat shot you know percentage. Uh, because How he's you know playing that? with two people. He's playing with two people who do not pass the puck. Brock Nelson is known for his goal scoring, and Matthew Barzell is also known for goal scoring. Neither one of them. Wonderful! Are they can all score. It's gonna be wonderful. Who's passing the puck, Jake? They're great at scoring. It doesn't matter. But who's uh, giving them the puck? How about this? How about this? At this point, let's just see to the fact that we're gonna have to get grade to this trade in just a couple of months or a few months, uh, and that uh, you could both be right. Or you could if both the be Islanders wrong. make the playoffs, this is an A trade. Yeah. Not unlo- but if they if they make the playoffs, it is not an A trade because they still have to give up a first overall pick, and they're not guaranteed Maybe. to sign Bo Horvat. It is only it is only a win for the Islanders if they re-sign Bo Horvat. If they do not re-sign him, it is a lost trade by miles. miles. No, it's an A if they make the playoffs. That's what they're trying to do. And if they make the playoffs, I don't see Horvat not signing. So hey, he doesn't no, want to be there. He's coming to just because he wants to be. A- in Vancouver doesn't mean that he's not going to sign with the Islanders. The Canucks just traded him away like he meant nothing to them. Yeah, but you know where I want That's him not... in the Bruins. So, he's not going to uh, be I also Bruin. want him on the Bruins. Okay, uh, so, but... so anyway, uh, you know, Kyle, I've been sitting here looking at you, and I'm like, you know, it's it's real tough of you to come into that argument wearing the Islanders colors. <laughs> I am wearing a Knicks uh, jersey for I the record. I don't see Knicks anywhere. I see his New York Islanders. I see many Knicks. There's one on the screen right here. And we're going to go burr past the subject. Uh, so, uh, point being, we're going to, uh, we're going to check, uh, what Our the happens later. Um, yeah, sorry. I saw, I got attacked. Uh, okay. We're going to move on to our next subject. We're going to move on to basketball. And I would like to talk just briefly about, uh, the Celtics versus Lakers and the end of that mm. game. Uh, and the that chaos. Was crazy. Uh, Yo. <laughs> the chaos I, I did, that ensued. And, and before, I did see a... Uh... Never mind. I'm not sure what I'm reading. Um... <laughs> Don't worry about it. I just realized what I was reading, and it just, it just clicked in my head. Uh, we're going to... <laughs> Uh, we're not going to talk about what's in the chat right now. 
Uh, we're going to move straight on to uh, the next topic, which is basketball and the Lakers and the Celtics and LeBron. Did LeBron get fouled? The answer is yes. yes. No one can say mm-hmm. no. The answer is yes. There's little pictures, videos, whatever. The most important thing uh, to talk about in that subject is did LeBron go too crazy? Uh, yes. Did he complain no. too much? Um, yes. Oh I, yeah. Truthfully, I think I he got down on his knees like he was praying to God. That was too much. I, the problem <laughs> is, is that bad calls happen all the time that affect the game just as equally as it did at the end. However, it feels that much more important because at the end of the game, it's the end of the game. So they, mm-hmm. it feels more important. But it's the same thing. So with that argument, I understand why he was mad. I don't understand why he literally made it seem like it was the worst thing to happen since everything. Maybe it's, it's also not good. like the late. It really affects the Lakers as a team, anyways. So, well, the thing is, it, it does. Because it does. Yeah, mind, they were about to beat the best team in the league, and then they well, feel like they got screwed out of it. However, the same reason why, as much as I wanted to see the Bengals win, I understand why they lost, and we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they had five more minutes to beat the Celtics. They had five more minutes to win that game. It's not like that was the last play of the game. Uh, it went to overtime, and the Lakers got smoked in overtime. So at the end of the day, like just like Joe Burrow threw two interceptions, and they got screwed over. Like he, the refs didn't make him throw two interceptions. So at the end of the day, um, that's a hundred percent on. We'll get to that, Nick. LeBron. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, um, I don't. I think he overreacted, but yeah. I understand why he reacted. I do have yeah. comments on this. Um, Quickly, yeah, no, he definitely overreacted. Um, I understand the reaction more based on what has happened to the Lakers in, like, the recent weeks. They have been the, on the bad end of bad officiating. Um, Like, three or four games, I mean, even Pat Beverly's complaining about it, and I don't think Pat Beverly is one to bitch all that much. Uh, So, at this point, they've been kind of screwed out of four or five wins by bad officiating over the course of the last month. And five wins for them right now is significant because it would put them three games oh, yeah. over 500 instead of five games down or wherever they're at. And so that, I like, I understand why he's pissed. I don't understand that reaction of getting down on your knees and just kind of being like a baby about it. The like, it's not that liter- big of a deal. Yeah, the dude literally, like, hopped around like a freaking kangaroo <laughs> while, like, waving his hands in the air and like put his hand like dude you look like someone just died the way you got down and started like almost mm-hmm. crying like what is like okay that's you're just being dramatic so, at that point. i i do have some things i want to say but i think andrew did also try yeah to say something. i just yeah. don't know if we could hear him in his mic andrew do you have something you wanted to add to that um i just want to say like uh lebron's antics um kind of were just out of pocket and um i saw a clip of him actually traveling so the refs didn't call the travel on him but they didn't call the foul on tatum because i think they were just saying let it play all ball it was all ball right there they wanted him to play it out they played it out they didn't call both fouls on both teams and i think they kind of just let it slide um what I saw, my opinion i really think the game should have been played the way it is like nick said the lakers had a chance in ot to come back and put it point on the game but they kind of just let the Celtics blow them out so like at, at the end of the day with the, that penalty that um 
foul that wasn't called. I understand LeBron's reaction. And I, I to be honest, I kind of think it was justified. When you are getting on the bad end of calls game after game, especially when you're on the verge of breaking one of the most impossible records to break, and you're games away from breaking it, just a few points away from breaking it, you, you're gonna you're high on every emotion possible. You're high. You you want to be in the best case scenario, and when you feel like you're getting cheated out of being in that best case scenario, you're going to have a reaction. Now, in the moment, we can look back on it and go, "Oh, that was stupid. What are you reacting that way? You're acting like a child." But when you are one of the greatest of all time, when you are in the situation to solidify that that self. You are going to have those emotions to do that. So, like to me, him showing that emotion shows that how much he really cares about what he's trying to do. And I, I've never really been a fan of LeBron. I've always kind of thought his antics were a little annoying. But, mm-hmm. but see, just watching how he reacted on Saturday kind of make me like him a little bit more than less. To be honest, it made me show that he actually genuinely cares about it. And I like, think, dead go. I, I was just gonna say like. I understand why some people are against it and like why people, he shouldn't react that way. But mm-hmm. like, I think, I think it's really important to know like how the game, the whole game itself, you, they were on the end of bad calls. It's not like this was the only bad call of the night. And yes, they did have a chance to win in overtime. Like I'm not even talking about their chance to win. Like they obviously had a chance to come back and play and mm-hmm. win the rest of the game. I'm just talking about like, I'm just talking about LeBron's sole reaction to in that one moment. I just think he was showing as much passion as he felt he could show at that one moment. Mm-hmm. Only thing that I, I think, go ahead, Steve. I mean, I think also too, looking at, uh, I mean, when you're in the heat of it as well, I think no matter what, being on the being on the receiving end of a no call or a bad call, you can also look at that game and you're saying, I'm sure there's a foul that they miss every single game that happens. These are refs. These are people. They are making mistakes. I mean, it's really, I mean, there never is like a rigged thing. It's just somebody messed up. That's all that it is. And unfortunately, when you're tr- when you're carrying your team, you know, putting up over 40 points, yeah, a, a clear foul that doesn't get called, it's going to be frustrated. And honestly, I don't, I could see any one of us going, you know, viewing that as BS. I know I have been pissed off when I've watched like a Pats game and a terrible, and we've all seen the chat when there's been a terrible no call, but at the same time they happen. And unfortunately you just kind of have to move off of them. And that's all that LeBron can do. But I get why he was so pissed off because it was pretty clear. He got his hands slapped, but I mean, it's just, they made a mistake and unfortunately LeBron had to suffer from it. That's all that. That's really all that happened. I think it's, Part of the reason he's even more upset is because Tatum just had it on the other end. I think that's part of it. He's mm. he saw that Tatum got it, and they probably disagree. Not he got fouled, and then they go the other way, and they don't get it. My thing is the fact that that is not. I've never seen LeBron act that dramatic. Not even the finals when Jr. didn't throw the shot up or pass out to anybody, just dribbled the clock out. <laughs> like he literally just stood there, like like this, like looking at him, like what are you doing? And then he walked away. You tell me that this moment's better, bigger than that moment. 
so that's why I'm saying it's out of pocket. It makes no sense. I've never seen him be that dramatic about it and going down on his knees. Look, you can run around and be mad, like jump like he first did when he's like, dude, it hit me on the hand or wrist or whatever, and like yell at the refs or like just like kind of go up and be like, what do you mean? How do you not see that? That's different. It's the fact that he then runs around in the middle of court, gets down on his knees. He's like, oh my gosh, like I just died or something happened. Like, like dude, it's not that big of a moment, especially considering it's tight. It's not like you lost, and it's not even a finals game. That's my only thing about that is why do you go that far? So I think he plays things. I think he knows it's entertainment, honestly. Like, I'm not saying that was going through his head necessarily there, but I think LeBron knows he's entertaining people at the same time. So I think he does stuff to be an entertainer at this stage of his career. Just not yeah. like, obviously, he's still a basketball player, but it was, yeah. uh, it's the most we've seen anybody react in like a long time. I feel yeah. Like. yeah. We've seen a lot of reactions, but that was like the most we've seen a lot, especially by a big star in like forever. So it was a bit I mean, weird. You also, I mean, you also look at too, like the, the Lakers are for the last two years have not been performing to their high standards since they won the NBA Finals in the bubble. So, I mean, I think a lot of this on LeBron, because there's always pressure on LeBron. You're looking at now, the Lakers are still realistically a disappointing team. So, I mean, I think when you have something like that, like, I'm just trying to do my best. You know, there's so much noise, and now I have to lose because of just a no-call. Like, that's like that's got to take – the win out of him, especially with how the Lakers season, honestly, for the last two years have been going. Yeah. So we don't talk about much more. It was a tough situation. Um, look at the Celtics fan at the end of the day, like we know he got fouled. The problem is, is that there was probably five other calls in that game that could have gone both ways that weren't called or were called or whatever on both mm-hmm. sides. So it just seems extreme because it was at the end of the game. So yeah. uh, we'll move on from that. And we're going to move to our biggest subject today. So there are two things uh, going on in the NFL, right? There's obviously the big one, the playoffs, the Super Bowl in a week and a half, the Pro Bowl this weekend. We have some interesting mm-hmm. opinions on the Pro Bowl in this group. Uh, Their quarterbacks. We also had the stuff that happened quite literally today, which we're going to start with that. Yeah. So today, two teams announced their official head coaches for this upcoming year. That was uh, the first off, and his name is going to escape me, for the Houston uh, Tech. Dem- uh, D'Amico Ryans. D'Amico Ryans, who was previously on the Texans, right? I think that's the whole point. He played for the Texans, yeah. He was the 49ers defensive coordinator. 49ers defensive coordinator for, what, a top five defense this year? Maybe a top three defense this year? So definitely reminds me a lot of Robert Saleh. Saleh. And his sort of situation. He's Although he didn't have the greatest year in the world with the Jets, like it looked pretty good for what he had with Zach Wilson and whatnot. So, yeah. Honestly, uh, defensive coach. Honestly, after the first year, I thought Robert Saleh hire might be a bust. After this year, I'm convinced that he's going to be a good coach for a while. Honestly. If he didn't have Russell, I'm Russell Wilson. If he didn't have Zach Wilson, he'd have been in. They would have been in the playoffs. They, if they had started Mike White the entire year, they're probably in the playoffs. Or yeah. even if he doesn't get hurt. I don't, I don't know about that one. Dude. No. Uh, <laughs> Patriots were not going to let that happen. <laughs> the thing about the Texans is that the Texans have a very young team that has a lot to figure out, and their best pieces are probably... Giraffe neck, uh, Davis Mills. Uh, honestly, Derek Stinley Jr. is probably one of the better ones on the back end of that yep. defense. Yeah, They've like, got a couple like of pieces. Best, like if their defense is good, they're going to play similar to what the Jets played, which is like a middle-of-the-pack team. You win a bunch of games because your defense just smokes them. You mm-hmm. never really out- destroy anyone, but like you just win because you're scoring 21 points, 24 points a game. So mm-hmm. um, that's kind of situated the Texans. However, the bigger signing, uh, and what will likely – it it wouldn't make much sense if it doesn't happen. 
which will likely be the biggest. You know, we were talking last year about how the AFC West was going to be the biggest fight of the year, the four best teams. Obviously, Las Vegas turned out to be a big bust. As of right now, I don't see that going any other way. Unless some crazy stuff happens, Tom Brady joins, whatever. Even then, they're going to be the fourth best team next year because Sean Payton went to the Broncos. And if there's a single coach that is not still on their best team, i.e. Andy Reid and Bill Belichick, that can literally will a team to the playoffs with a clear non-talent issue, Mm -hmm. it is Sean Payton. Oh, yeah. So, I, I don't know if Jake will agree with me on this. I still, th- I think, because we saw after they fired, um, uh, Nathaniel thank you, Nathaniel Hackett. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say Nick Sirianni. I was like, that's the wrong coach. He's in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, when Nathaniel Hackett got fired, you saw the Russell Wilson we all knew. He was a lot better those last two games of the season because he was rolling out, moving, throwing. I thought he got fired the after the last game of the year. Am I wrong about that? Uh-uh. No, he, he, was, got, he, got fired, he was fired after games, the season. Or three games. No, no, he was not. He really? was fired during the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. I said there yep. was a few interim. Yeah, exactly. There was like two or three. I think I think uh, it was, was two. It was two. Two? Okay. We started so 4-11 he got fired. fired. Yep. And so the last two games was the interim coach, whatever. They went to a more Russell Wilson-styled offense. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to decide to do West Coast and make him throw inside the pocket over the middle, which is not Russell Wilson's strength. He didn't do that mm-hmm. as much at, you know, Seattle. He was always well, outside yeah, the pocket. Not only be- he can't see. Right. So mm-hmm. the fact, I think, I don't know if Nick Daniel Hackett would have been a good coach or not. I think there, he probably is a decent one, but he tried to force Russell into something that he's not good at mm-hmm. instead of just utilizing him. And I think Sean Payton will do what he always does and utilizes players' strength on offense to get the most out of them. So if Russell Wilson can look like he did even the last two games for them all next year, this will be a much different team because they would have been – it was ridiculous. What was it like? Eleven and until that time, until uh, got fired, they could have been like eleven and three or whatever it was. Eleven and four. And three. Eleven and four. Whatever it was. Literally the other way around, or even better, because of one score games. Um, and mind yeah. you, that offense wasn't producing more than like fifteen points a game. So it was, right, it and was they, bad. It like was bad. That defense bad. was elite still. Dude, so it made no sense because the the so it's exactly what you said, Austin is exactly my point. Um, Nathaniel Hackett seemed like he was sick of Aaron Rodgers being the sole proprietor of that team and was like, I'm not going to let one person be the person who runs this team and does everything for it. I need the team to be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, no offense, when you have a, uh, a star quarterback, no matter how washed or old he might be, you need to let you adjust him your be, system. You need to let him cook. And they didn't do that. They, 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 he, the thing is, Nathaniel Hyke didn't have to adjust the system he had with Aaron Rodgers. Let your quarterback be the best quarterback and be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like, let him cook. And they didn't. They really didn't. Uh, and, and that's one, I, go ahead, Steve. One thing I will say, though, uh, against Russell Wilson, one thing that people don't forget as well is Russell Wilson doesn't also have much of the locker room, what people don't realize. Um, because, one thing I never realized is Russell Wilson had his own office separate from everybody in the building. He had his own like special treatment, parking space, chiropractor, massage area. Like he was like, I'm Russ and I'm just going to do my own thing. And he had himself separated from the rest of the team. So what I think Sean Payton will definitely do 
considering he coached guys like Drew Brees throughout his career and led him to a Super Bowl, I think uh, Sean Payton is going to build a really good uh, locker room kind of uh, – what's the word I'm thinking of? Chemistry in the locker room. And part of it is Russ is not going to get that special kind of treatment because there were a lot of reports that players were getting sick of it. So I think if you keep Russ with the team and you develop that chemistry, because chemistry matters a ton, especially if you if you're a team that has to go up against the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Chiefs, you everyone needs to be on the same page, including that offensive line, which they have a good starting left tackle, and they need to anchor that line down and protect Russ. Because what was it against the the Rams? Like Russ just was sacked constantly throughout that game and it was a joke to watch so i think for many reasons Shaw payton is gonna honest can very much take this team to the next level i still think this team is potentially a super bowl you know dark horse because of their coach now to actually get their team in the right spot okay um, so we haven't talked about the actual compensation yet so i do want to get that out of the way i'll talk about mm-hmm. my thoughts yeah. briefly afterwards um, or while I'm doing it, honestly, because it's an absolute W for the Broncos. They had to give up Miami's 2023 first-round pick, which is a mid, uh, late first round because they made the playoffs, and mm. next year's second, and they get Sean Payton and next year's third from the Saints. So essentially they traded a um, – they moved down a round with a second and traded a first-round pick for Sean Payton. Like, that that's yeah. what happened. Think about it. Like, that's a W. If- if they make it deep into the playoffs, that second round pick is essentially a third round pick, and the Saints could suck, and then that's essentially a second round pick. So yep. like, don't know. I'll be honest, I actually don't like this move at all. Why you gotta be so Kyle. contrarian all <laughs> the time? Yeah. We can I all agree. The ratings. We, I know he does. We can all we can I, just all agree that this is a W move. I think it's a W for the Broncos. I don't think it's a W for Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are going to absolutely butt heads and they're not going to get along. And until I, I just don't see like Sean Payton and Drew Brees had a connection. They were a top quarterback coach duo in the NFL, just like Tom Brady was with Belichick, just like Big Ben was with Mike Tomlin, just like Russ was with Pete Carroll. Like there are just certain head coach quarterback combos that you look at. And to me, I just don't see Sean Payton's what Sean Payton brings to the team and what Russ brings to the team meshing well. Sean Payton is an excellent coach. He's one of the greatest coaches of all time. Not denying that. The Broncos do have extremely talented pieces. I just don't see this. I just don't see what the Broncos currently have and Sean Payton's expertise meshing well to be what you all think it will be. I could be totally wrong. You know, I have been wrong many, 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 many times. It happens. Not it, a it does happen. <laughs> and, you know, I'm okay with being wrong. It just means I get better in for future. But as of right now, as of this moment, I do not see this plan- this working out. So a fun tidbit about the history of the NFL real quick. This is the first head coach we've seen traded in 21 years. Um, between 1997 and 2002, we saw three head coaches traded. That would be Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, and John Gruden. And since John Gruden uh, got traded in 2002 from the Raiders to the Bucks, we have not seen it since. So appreciate this little tidbit of uh, NFL history. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I mean, I'll, I'll appreciate it looking at it. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, do you have to Yeah. Uh, honestly, I really like this, uh, this deal that happened for uh, both teams in a sense. Uh, uh, the Saints were actually looking to get a first-round pick uh, in this year's draft. Trying uh, to help boost their... It was most likely they've been looking to boost their offense in a sense. Um, but that... They have a draft. I don't know how well it's going to boost them. Um, but Broncos, I mean, Sean Payton's been a great head coach. He's built a stellar defense before. Um, he has all the pieces there in Denver. I mean, offensively, if it's just for us, Russell Wilson is the problem. I didn't move on to something different. That's not the roster. I have pieces I can fill in. It's not like Yeah, this is this is a good day for the Broncos, for sure. It's a very good day. Now, there's a hire. I don't know if we we're talking about this, but actually I was I was actually looking around and I found this the other day. Um so we know you guys know how the Cowboys fired their offensive coordinator. Bad move, by uh, the way. I like Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. I... Uh, which was down. a bad idea by the Cowboys. They should have realistically should move off of Dak, but that's another story. But he was just signed by the Chargers for their offensive coordinator. You know what this man That's the biggest signing coach wise for underrated any... move. Absolutely. Uh, in my opinion. You know what uh Kellen Moore has done in the last three years with the Cowboys with, you know, terrible Dak Prescott? They have been top five in terms of total offense, in terms of points scored every year in those past three years. And what's even funnier, that's with Dak Prescott as your quarterback. So yeah, as your running back, by the way, whatever that and means. Zeke, yeah, and Zeke a one point two yard per carry bus nowadays. And Tyler getting one carry. <laughs> and they went four and one with Cooper Rush. I'm not gonna and lie to one, you. I'm not gonna lie yeah. to you. I wish Kellen Moore had been fired before we hired Bill O'Brien because I would have loved yes. to have seen Kellen yep. Moore in the, as oh, a Patriot. Let's chill out. Let's not talk crap about Bill. No, O'Brien. don't get me wrong. I'm happy that Bill O'Brien is here. I just would have preferred Kellen Moore. I don't <laughs> yes. know who I would have preferred, but I'm happy with who we have. Um, I would say uh, Kellen Moore, in my opinion, unless <laughs> Joe Staley steps on Kellen Moore's toes. There is no excuse why Justin Herbert isn't a top three quarterback statistically next year. Oh, uh, you mean yes. Brandon Staley? Uh, Joe Staley's left Brandon tackle. Staley. Why do I say Joe Staley? Because he's a left tackle for the 49ers. Oh, we yep. were talking yep. about him earlier this week. Yes. Brandon Staley. Yeah, because Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't know he existed, apparently. That's because yeah. Kayvon <laughs> Thibodeau's an idiot. Yeah. So he gets right. bodied so by Staley. average tackles. As long as Brandon Stop Staley doesn't it. step on uh, Kellen Moore's toes, we'll be good. And uh, Justin Herbert's um, going to be gross uh, next here's year. The th- I don't believe that because I don't think the problem is with the offensive coordinator. The problem was with Brandon Staley. Once, but so. if Kellen Again, Moore's if calling Brandon the plays, Staley... if Kellen Moore's is calling the plays, because we know Brandon Staley was calling it last year, if Kellen Moore starts calling the plays, it, that's done. Yeah. Like, there's nothing but, there. But if Brandon Staley was calling it last year, what makes you think he's suddenly going to stop and like? Uh, he's, got he's, he's got Kellen Moore now. He's got Kellen Moore now. Who was his, who was his coordinator last year? I'm going to interject. Yeah. Um, I really think that 
with Helen Moore signing, uh, Brandon Staley cannot perform with the team properly during the preseason and mm. the first five weeks. I think they're gonna probably cut him, release him, do whatever they want, and uh, Kellen Moore could be your head coach of the Chargers. That's a good shout. Hey, actually, no, that's a thing. Actually, he not a bad be, take. He, he I think that's hot. That head is a good hot take. Too, because Brandon Staley, honestly, like they might give him one more year because they want him to keep around defensively. But mm-hmm. Kellen Moore is like a head coach candidate. The fact that he took an offensive coordinator job kind of surprised me, but maybe that was part of the deal. He's like, hey, mm-hmm. you're going to be head coach here like next year, and you have Justin Herbert. Like you have one of the, the, the best young quarterbacks in the league. Like you're not getting oh. Patrick Mahomes. You're getting uh, a top five quarterback. You're not yeah. getting Dak anymore. <laughs> Go prove it. I, I want to talk yeah. about this really quick from a Cowboys perspective and what this does not only for Dak, but for Mike McCarthy as head coach now. Oh, um, Mike McCarthy's oh. got to call plays yeah. now. It was uh, it was Joe Lombardi was their offensive coordinator. And uh, okay. no offense, uh, Joe Lombardi no, is not an offensive coordinator or very good as one. No, he's, he's not, not Kellen Moore anyway, at the very least. No. But, like, anyway, I just, like, Kellen Moore to me was the success of the Cowboys and him like like, without him being there and without his offensive input that he had, I think, I think the Cowboys are close, very close to falling apart to be honest. And like, I think the reason they will stick around just barely in the NFC East is because they still have some very talented defense and offensive weapons. Okay. They said that before this year and they were in track with the, Eagles overall, so I'm not going that. Well, far. yeah, but they still had Kellen Moore this year. I'm saying without Kellen Moore, like they, Kellen, like the past couple of years, people have known Kellen Moore was the heartbeat of the offense. So I, I like if they still do this well without him, then okay, I'll backtrack what I'm saying. But like mm. at, in the moment, with Kellen Moore as being the heartbeat of the offense, like how do you win with Cooper Rush's quarterback? Like I love Cooper Rush, but that's not come on. That that's that's the offensive coordinator input there, like. I love Cooper Rush, but come on. I just say I think it's the Cowboys, and they like to be a good regular season team until the playoffs. So we know they're going to do that next year. Yeah, yeah. I honestly possible. think they're going to struggle to even be a good offensive team. Anyways, but that's just me. For me, it really this is like Justin Herbert's like opportunity to like. I should say his opportunity because it's not on him. It feels like at this point, it's really that like head co- like it's really Brandon Staley's opportunity to be like, okay, maybe I'll take a back seat. Like it wasn't working. We brought in a guy who we know clearly can take over. Like let me let him do his job. Let Kellen cook. Yeah, mm-hmm. let Kellen cook. Uh, <laughs> and now I have it. I was honestly seriously considering uh, in my other league uh, keeping T Law over Justin Herbert, but now this really. There's a wrench in the plans. It hard. <laughs> it's really hard not to keep Justin Herbert. Um, either way, I'm losing. Like either way, I'm letting go of one of the top ten QBs next year. So, uh, and this year, so for that matter. So I'll probably keep Justin Herbert though. He's just too good. It has better weapons right now. So, All right. anyways, um, um, ooh, that's a debate. What do you no, mean? it's not. Ooh, no, no it's not. No, it's not. Move on. Move okay. on. It's for not way. even a debate. Don't even talk for about wide it. Receivers, no, it's a debate move, for another day. Move. Move on. Debate. Oh, we're talking about this later. Debate. I'm gonna lose people. <laughs> and we're gonna be talking about that in that bedroom while I'm joking. I mean, uh, anyway, so we can talk about it in the group chat. In that in that bedroom while you're talking off Justin Herbert. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Uh, anyway, uh, so we're gonna do our our final topic for today, and the biggest one they're gonna talk about uh, the Super Bowl. So we saw the NFC and the AFC championships. 
Uh, AFC Championship, we saw the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Bengals 23-20. to Double rigged. Very awkward, weird game. Uh, I, as well as everyone else in this chat, was pretty heated right after the fact because it did very much feel like it was pushed in the Chiefs' favor at the end. However, as we talked about, and I looked at it, uh, Joe Burrow was not forced by the refs to throw two interceptions. So um, that's no, two possessions he threw. But away I'd rather – hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> hold on, Kyle. Let me go real quick. All right. Fine. I would rather not get into the whole – like, okay. I'm not going to get into the whole rig thing um, because I don't think I don't think the NFL rigs games. I think sometimes they offic- uh, officials and probably the NFL favor outcomes. I don't think it's rigged per se. Um, there's a difference, Yes. The officiating was overall bad, but I honestly don't think we need to get into it. We all know it was bad. It, <clears throat> there was a lot of there were a lot of missed calls, a lot of non calls, um, and we all know it was absolutely atrocious. Uh, Kansas City won the game. The officials didn't force Joe Burrow to throw two picks, and the officials didn't force the Cincinnati defense to not stop Patrick Mahomes. So no, Jake, but the, uh, push out did, of bounds. But the officials did cause a lot of other issues in that Listen, game. Listen, we all yes. know officials, the officiating was bad, and we know that the NFL needs to address it. I don't think they we need to address it. No, they already yeah. have plans to. They quite yeah, literally they are, said they already, already have plans to. They have plans every year to address something because it always goes. <clears throat> yes, and the problem is that they're, they're humans. Like, humans make mistakes. Like, yeah. there's no way to why there's technology that. to fix it. The okay, problem, but... uh, we talked about this, and this is actually subject for another day because it's the reason why baseball is trying not to die. And it's the reason why people are super PO'd that in basketball games it can stop for five to ten minutes for them to check out a foul. Like, or here's... what ball went out of okay. bounds. Like, but he, here's the thing, and I was talking about it briefly with Jake and Nick. If you have an official up in the um, press box Oof. looking at the play, yeah. And if they say, hey, you missed something, that doesn't take a commercial break to replay it. It doesn't take time to sit there and like, was his hand in the right position? Did You say it's literally as simple as you missed the play, fix it, announce it to the crowd, announce it to the uh, people addressed, uh, broadcasting the game so everybody knows the fuck what's going on. Not somebody running out onto the field, blowing their whistle that can't be heard, and all the referees staring at him go, oh, yeah, I think that's the right decision. We'll have a referee stand in the middle of the play. I've like, got that's a, not what's hmm, going on. I've got but a big problem Jake already said he does Jake already said he doesn't want to talk about the officiating, officiating whatever. We're moving on to the actual... So I want to just talk about the Super Bowl. We all know the officiating was bad. Am I wrong yeah. for not wanting to talk about it? We we no. need to talk about this, maybe not today, but we need to talk yeah. about like just this stuff in sports in general. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, that probably, it's an ongoing conversation because it's always going to be happening. The one big issue for that game at the end of the game is... Uh, uh, what is his, name? his name's Tosai or whatever. Osai. 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 Uh, to- Osai uh, he absolutely made a huge mistake that's not officiating of impact no no he gave the chiefs 15 free yards and there was also holding on that play but andrew had something to say yeah go ahead andrew so joseph Joseph um had a pretty great first half from what i saw um he was he was the one that added a lot of pressure to passion mahomes and as, as soon as that second half play happened where he gave he pushed Mahomes out of bounds. Uh, everything hurt. Everything was like a stop for him on the team. Everything else, I guess there were some teammates that went after him, yelling at him, like, why would you push Mahomes out of bounds and stuff like that. Like, his own team was upset with him um, for everything that happened. So, sorry, go he ahead. Really Keep going. Guy, but you really can't blame the guy for uh, what has happened. He tried to make a play. I don't really think his intentions are. 
down and out of bounds. It kind of almost looked like he was like he was extending his hands out to like stop the ball from Mahomes to stop short, and Mahomes kind of uh, flopped a bit in that situation. But it, it's hard to tell. How do you guys feel about that um, Kansas City player coming down on Osai after the game? Did you guys see that uh, snippet no, that happened? What? No. So um, Osai and the rest of the Bengals were walking to the locker room, and I forgot who it was that was screaming at him, but he was like, it's the end of the game. Why the fuck do you have to talk to the fucking quarterback? Like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like screaming Yes, it was at... uh, number 59, I yeah, believe. He was or... like, yeah, screaming it was another linebacker. At screaming at Osai for the play. And, like, to be honest, I I fully understand what Osai was doing. Like, you're trying to make sure Mahomes doesn't die for the first down like quarterbacks do consistently every single play they're rushing for a first down. So, like, I don't – like, I understand why the refs made the call. I think it was the right call. But I also understand where Osai was coming from. So, I don't think players should be harping on him like that, to be honest. It's just tough. It's, it's a tough moment yeah. to make such a bold play. It, at the end of the day, it was the end of a season that was happening. Yeah. Uh, but it would have been so they end up kicking a forty-yard field goal. It would have been a fifty-five-yard field goal at that point. Mm. So it's a very, very different situation. Um, that's not a guarantee. You know, Buckner's good, but it's, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. Um, so uh, forty is like more of a guarantee. It's still not a guarantee, but it's more. Uh, but fifty-five is like tough. Like that's like technically the one he kicked would have been good from that range. But when you're out there standing and you know it has to go fifteen yards. Yeah, that's a big difference. Forty, the pressure on forty is a lot is a lot less than the pressure at fifty five. You know, yeah, you're trying to kick yeah. That's exactly. Well, his you know sixty or eight or or sixty six, whatever, whatever the hell, Justin. Uh, Justin Tucker's <laughs> a different breed, dude. Yeah, he's a different yes. breed. Um, so we don't need to talk about that too much more, just because it's just kind of harping at this point. Yeah, um, and it was a three point game too. It oh, wasn't oh. like it was a blowout, nothing. It was a close game. You know, both teams yeah. fought really hard, but also. You know, it took two interceptions and three down offensive linemen and, uh, you know, some BS from the refs, and the Chiefs were able to win. The Patriots have had plenty of games that in the playoffs that they've won because of a lucky flag. So it, it, it just happens, unfortunately, to um, everybody. I just have to say, can they the, – uh, I can't believe they're still starting Eli Apple. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Eli Apple's not an awful corner. He's a he sucks. job. Sucks. He just ran his mouth. A, That's a problem. Moving, okay, he's a mean job, but he's not that bad. Well, Nick, let's, let's move on. Uh, the Eagles 49ers. Is there much to talk about? No, like, no. Brock Purdy got hurt, and he, then the Eagles just ran away with the game. Brock Purdy tore his UCL. Man. Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. I couldn't hear you. Uh, except Trent Williams at the end of the game tossed the Eagles player straight. So funny. Trent Williams chokeslammed that dude. Dude, literally, I was kind of happy about that. <laughs> That's the only thing to really talk about for that game for the 49ers. No, I'm just going to let you know, Brock uh, Purdy completely tore his UCL yeah. at the uh-huh. beginning of that game. And there are a lot of people who were texting me during the game, like, why isn't Brock Purdy in? Like, if it's not torn, he's a bitch. I'm like, six the, the, dude went, the dude went out and threw passes with a torn UCL. The man could not move his elbow. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely should have just left CMC in at quarterback. Position, Honestly, there was nothing that Kyle Shanahan could have done on that offense to no. make that like a. There, there was nothing. Um, Look, Eagles, Eagles probably win that game anyways. Like, oh yeah, they played yeah, really, like, really good. Like they probably win that game anyways. Oh so. no, I'm with you, Nick. I mean, there's nothing to really talk about. It's just people need to understand that Brock Purdy would have played if he could. 
Like, Doesn't matter. Yeah. Eagles are about to get clapped in the Super Bowl. Literally, no, they're, they're, not. they're about to not. do the clapping, I bro. Get out of here, we're Kyle. Just going to, we're just going to get right into this because we're going to talk about it. I'm going to start. <laughs> I do not at all think the Eagles are going to get clapped. In fact, based on those two games I watched, um, the Chiefs almost lost in Burrow through two interceptions. And I know that Burrow is better than Jalen Hurts. And even with recency bias, he is better than Jalen Hurts. However, Jalen Hurts has not been throwing many interceptions. He doesn't feel the need to throw many interceptions. And the one thing that the Chiefs are going to have to go up against that they haven't really had to go up against very much, if at all, run game. And it is not only a run game, but a tight end. Yes. Like, they have Travis Kelsey. And what was the last time they had to play, like, I don't know, George Kittle or, or Dallas Goddard or, or one of these other, like, really good tight ends? Mm-hmm. They're all in the, the freaking NFC. Like they haven't had to play one since uh, mm. since Gronk in the Super Bowl, and God knows what happened that game. They like, <laughs> yeah. definitely had two touchdowns. Like <laughs> when so he was that reason, weak. Yes, and, and for that reason, I'm like, okay, like I'm still going for Boston Scott first uh, first overall TD. I, I was pretty close last time. I was pretty close uh, first to score <laughs> TD. But <laughs> uh, point being, uh... Uh, the Eagles. I think my, I'm going to give my actual prediction. My thoughts. My prediction. I think if the Eagles win the game, I think they win 28-27. Um, and I think it would be absolutely hilarious and Chiefs-like if Buckner missed the extra point. To lose. To lose. <laughs> yeah, 28-27. Yeah. I can my take, agree about that, but that's okay. See, my take on this game is here's the thing, all right, before Kaz is some dumb crap about the Chiefs <laughs> blowing them out because he hates Eagles because they crushed the Giants as they should have. Here's the thing with the Eagles team. All right. So Burrow had to throw two interceptions. They had three offensive line offensive linemen who aren't healthy. So here's the lovely thing with the Eagles. They are an incredible rushing team. They have arguably the best offensive line in football. They have two incredible incredible receivers, a great running back, and a great tight end. The Chiefs secondary gave up a near 100 passer rating all year. They had one of the worst secondaries in the league. You go on the deep on the Chiefs offense. So, yeah, you have Eli Apple, a corner that could be burnt, and he clearly was. But this is what the Chiefs have to go up against now, a much better pass rush than the uh, than the Bengals. And the Bengals had a very good pass rush. And then you have a secondary with two Pro Bowl-level corners, incredible linebackers, and a Pro Bowl-level safety. So now you may start to see a little bit of the flaws with the Kansas City weapons because if you can get a safety and a linebacker on Travis Kelsey and cover him, you have two elite corners that can take out Juju Smith Schuster and Valdez Scandling. Yeah. This if of only if it weren't for Patrick Mahomes, this is actually a matchup that I think the Chiefs should not be favored in at all. But because Patrick Mahomes is arguably well, he is the best quarterback and may soon be the best quarterback in, you know, 15 plus years. That's the only reason why the Chiefs are in this. This is an Eagles team that is so perfectly built in any way, shape, or form to beat the Chiefs. At, at the moment, however, the Chiefs are not the betting favorite, To just so you know. That. We'll keep it that way. Uh, yeah. and they shouldn't be. I agree. Um, I do think that will change come next week. But hey, yeah, I, I, I was going to say, 
Uh, Hassan Reddick's gonna eat up Travis Kelsey, but it's gonna <laughs> Travis Kelsey's gonna have his hundred yards and seven catches, but it's gonna be half of what he could have if Hassan Reddick wasn't on his head all day. So <laughs> to me, the Chiefs have the better pieces that matter in this game. They have the better head coach, they have the better quarterback, and they have the better tight end. To me, what? I don't think you should play the tight end as well. I agree with the I, quarterback and head coach. I don't I think the tight end matters tight end. that much. I, I think, think in this moment matters. it will matter because that's what – I think Travis Kelsey is the piece that will matter because to me, the Chiefs will lock down one of AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Probably not both. Doesn't lock down. Not one. very well. Doesn't. And they'll lock down. Either, well, whoever they'll lock down, it will be Brown and Goddard or Brown and. Like, they'll lock down two out of their three targets, essentially. And the Chiefs run, their Chiefs run defense has been pretty decent. Who's who's so, locking okay, down? Who's locking on. down any of them? By the way, can you tell me one of the dude? Their best corner is Legarius Sneed, and hey, he's hurt. Way, well, first of all, Legarius Sneed is good, and but he's hurt. He is hurt. Yeah, but he's he not. Has, gar- he's, he's not one on oneing AJ Brown. Uh, who who little, was their, who was their corner for the past game? Because I'm pretty sure he shut down um, uh, Legarius Sneed, and then he got hurt halfway. Yeah, but he did shut down Jamar Chase. Did not have a good game. Andrew, I well, cannot hear you, but I'm sorry. What are you saying? Here, let Andrew talk. What? Go ahead, Andrew. Oh, you froze. Trent McDuff, you really think Trent McDuff is going to shut down AJ Brown or Devontae Smith? I'll be honest, I have no idea what he asked. He, he asked, okay. "Are you really thinking saying? that Trent McDuffie is going to shut down either one of those receivers?" Yes. Yeah. Bro, I, I, no. Okay. Um, AJ Brown would Kyle. moss Trent McDuffie. Okay, so do you want to hear a fun statistic uh, about <laughs> yes, the I do. corners? Legarius Sneed, their best corner. Pretty good corner. Maybe not top 10, but like top 15. Top, like he's pretty good. He also had the most tackles of any of the secondary by a lot this year. Do you know what that means? Not only does it mean he's all around the field, what it really means is that people are still throwing at him because they don't care how good he is. Yes. Uh, and that and means, means he's that giving he up catches. It means that he's giving up catches a lot. And I'm talking not just like, oh, five tackles a game. I'm pretty sure he averaged nine and a half tackles a game. That means at least half of those, probably closer to seven of those, are going to be thrown at him. And it means he's catching the ball and he's tackling them immediately. Uh, he is good. He he sure tackles, all that stuff. If he's out, they have no one on the secondary. Listen, also, and that's not disrespectful to Trent McDuffie either. He's a, he's a great slot corner or a very good slot corner at this point in his career. He's a rookie. Let me be very clear about that. He's also five foot nine. If he's trying to face guard AJ Brown, first and foremost, I would like to question the Chiefs' defensive coordinator because that's the wrong strategy. Um, mm-hmm. Second, he's getting mossed. I don't care. Um, or run over. Or, when the or both. Win, when I'm the not Chiefs saying win, the Chiefs. I'm not saying. I'm not saying the Chiefs don't have a shot in the game, Kyle. I'm telling you that, wh- like what you're talking about with them boxing two of the top targets isn't. Like, it shouldn't happen. Two out of three, it's gonna... It won't, because they do not have the pieces. Jake, here's the other thing. It doesn't even matter if they do. They just set a record that hasn't been set for six... What what are we at? Yeah, six sixty years now, since the 1960s with the Lombardi when they ran for 37 touchdowns as a team. Yep. They just broke that. And Jalen Hurts ran for 15 and broke Cam Newton's record. It does not matter. You can tell me they've got a better, like, run deal, whatever. No. They have not seen a run defense like I mean a run offense like this. Okay, and they don't even we, have a that. We also we heard Nick's prediction of twenty eight twenty seven. Austin, you're still on the screen. What is your prediction for the game? Um, 
I do not see the Chiefs being able to stop this run defense at all, and I think Jalen Hurts will have his way with that option. Um, I think it's 28 to probably like 28-30 to like 20. I think it's a full full touchdown at least. I want to add my statistic there. Uh, Legarius Sneed had an average of eight tackles a game, including three and a half sacks and three interceptions. Uh, Might have been their best defensive player, not named Chris Jones. Um, so that's what I'll throw out there. So Okay. So, yeah. Um, going downwards, I know that I started out of alphabetical order there. Andrew, what is your prediction for the Super Bowl? Okay, 35-28 Eagles. My prediction, honestly, I think this is going to be a close game. I think it's 31-27 Eagles. I think the Chiefs defense has a problem stopping the Eagles offense. I also think the Eagles are a more complete team. Uh, They're better on defense. They have a better offensive line. The Chiefs are better at quarterback, head coach, and tight end, yes, but they're not better at receiver. So, honestly, and I don't think they're better at any position besides D-tackle on defense. Kyle, please, what is your prediction? Um... Yeah, I think they're slightly better on defense, but although I don't think they're the offense. Eagles have the number two defense in the fucking NFL. What are you talking about? Yeah, <sighs> I said Eagles. Really I said you Eagles said slightly, slightly better. They have the number two yeah. defense in the fucking NFL. Yeah, so slightly better. Um, I don't think I don't think Eagles score as much as you guys are expecting them to. Um, I'll be honest. I think Chiefs are going to be better than you guys are giving them credit for. I think Chiefs uh, score win thirty four thirteen. Oh my God, Kyle! No, Kyle's letting his eagle hate bias come through right now. I'm no, not. I do, no, no, Steve, I'm just, Steve, that, that give me your genuine. prediction. No, 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 hold on. I'm not taking that accusation here. Hold on, hold the fuck Bro, up. Bro, if you this think is not, no, 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 shut up and let me speak. No, oh my this, God. no, 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 no. I'm not going to take fun. this fucking slander. <laughs> You're not going to sit there and say I'm only saying this because I hate the team. That because is you true. are. <laughs> That is not true. That's I have an asinine respect. prediction. I was the one that defended right, 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 Jalen Hurts above anyone here besides Andrew. Okay, besides well, Andrew, I was the that only one. Kyle, just get that to your point. Not false. Kyle, get to it your is. point. My point is, you can't just say that I'm only def- I'm only doing this because I hate the Eagles. Then what is I your reasoning? The because there's no way. Because the Chiefs are a better team. They That's have the just better false. Head. They've been here before. The Eagles have this Eagles team has not been here before. They do not have the ability to do this. Yes, they ran over a hurt Giants. Woo. They ran over a hurt 49ers offense. Woo. This is their hardest matchup they have in this playoffs, and they will not win this game. Saying it's 34-13 is asinine. Being close, hey, I'd be like, okay, that's hey, fine. I I th- Steve, yo, I can't wait. Uh, oh, wait, real quick. Go uh, ahead, Kyle, I, I want to make a, a, a prediction mm. with you right now. Okay. Yep. If the Chiefs win this game mm. by more than seven points, I will do a shoey at your house. <laughs> if they. I don't know what win that is, game, but I know. By seven or less points, or they lose, you do a shoey at your house. No, no. If Go they on. lose, it's going to be more than that. No, no, no. no, 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 no. He said they can't win. He said they can't win. Yeah. I'll give him seven points. I'll give one touchdown, even though his prediction was three. I'll give him one touchdown. You can give me two if you want, Nick. Okay. Yeah. Bro. Okay. Bet That's on how virtual confident. handshake. Virtual handshake. That's how okay, confident Steve, I am. Steve, you'll be there. Kyle, yep. Shuey, if they win by 14 or less, you do a Shuey. If it's more than 14, I do a Shuey. 
Simple that. Shoey, by the um, way, beer and shoe drink. Yeah. Can we, uh, can Steve, we record I need, that, too? I need so that Steve's prediction on, on this. Just, Steve, please hit me with <laughs> this prediction. All right. Well, my prediction, uh, I mean, I if if I was arrogant like Kyle, but instead <laughs> I didn't know about Patrick Holmes, I would say the Eagles could potentially blow them out. But I believe it is going to be like a one-score game just because it's Patrick Holmes. Amasi, give me uh, – I'm probably going to give it like a 20 – Eight to twenty-one, something like that. Just a difference of a couple touchdowns, and I think Patrick Holmes unfortunately might throw a crucial interception at some point. I just, I, I'm like, I question if Kyle's even watched a football game with that prediction. Oh, here's the, the thing. Super here's Bowl. what we're gonna end it on. Can anyone yes. tell me the last Super Bowl that ended by more than two touchdowns? Uh, it was the Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was indeed. And then what about before that? Let's go back. How often do people get blown out in the Super Bowl? Uh, I honestly want to say it was the Ravens 49ers game in 2012. It was no, 2012, it was, it was close. It was actually no, it the 2014 the... Super Bowl between the Seahawks the, the, and the Broncos. Seahawks and Denver. Yeah. Yep. That uh, was so in the last. No, wouldn't it be the next year again with Broncos versus Cam? There has been. Oh, and that Broncos too. Cam. I, I, if I quickly look this up, let me a Super it's Bowl. It's Broncos team. Cam. So in the last 22 years, let's take some guesses real quick. How many blowouts have there been? We'll assume two touchdowns and or more is a blowout. Last 20 or 22? Last 22. Uh, okay. Probably like three or four. Max. Six or seven. I'm going six or seven. Five. Yeah, I'm with okay. five. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with three because I, I don't think it's happened very much. Okay, let's look here. Uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew, I'm sorry. What, what's your guess? Five. Right. I okay. said four. I, Okay, so we're going to look at the first Super Bowl is January 30th, 2000. We're going to go from there up. So we have a seven. Uh, okay, this got weird. A seven point game for St. Louis and Tennessee. Not a blowout. There was a blowout for the Baltimore over the New York Giants. Nice. 37. <laughs> uh, so that's one blowout. There is uh, New Orleans. Uh, Patriots beat St. Louis. Not, not a blowout. Tampa did beat Oakland. That is a blowout, 48 to 21. So we are at one or two blowouts, excuse two. me. I can honestly tell you the next three, four, <laughs> five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games were all not blowouts. There's ten straight Super Bowls. Now you have Seattle and Denver. Blowout. Blowout. And then you have New England, Seattle. That was a close game, obviously. Denver and Carolina was twenty four to ten. We did say two touchdowns. That's a blowout. So that, so that 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 is a blowout. It should counts. put us at five. And that's four. That's four. That's four. That's four. And then, as you know, the only other Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl since then has been Tampa Bay and Kansas City. So that's five. Let's go, there me been, and Andrew, baby. Let's there go. There have been five Super Bowls in the last twenty-two that have been a blowout. It is less than twenty-five percent likely. And I that think it is actually a blowout. Only three of those were over twenty-one, right? Which is what Kyle's saying. Twenty-one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> one of them was fourteen points. Um, so that's also, can we also talk about every single one that was a blowout was because they had a ridiculous defense and a run game. Uh, yes, that's a fact. like, like literally yeah. that's the reason they blew people. It out. was, it was because of defense. Yeah. yeah. It's because the, of defense the and blew game. up Peyton Manning and had beast. Holmes is not the run game because he's limping all over the place. So he has two um, weeks I, to heal. He has I, two I, weeks. Yeah, so what? I'm gonna what give is he going to do? Throw Isaiah Pacheco out there. I like him, but he is not. Hey, 
Hey, whoa, whoa, don't make fun have of the, the Jersey boy. They oh, have yeah. the chill refs out, on their side, good. okay, Austin? Awesome. Chiefs have the refs on hey, their side. Yo, chill out with the Isaiah Pacheco hate, but the kid represents. I said I like him. I did not say he was. he's not beast mode. He's not some of these other guys. Not yet. Not yet. It's he a could rookie. be. He's not. He's a rookie. He's, he's but a he's rookie. not. That's the point. It doesn't matter. It's this year. He's not. He's Listen, a rookie this year. At the end uh, of the day. I know day, I'm saying he's not that guy yet. At the end of the day, uh, five of us are taking the Eagles and one of us are taking the Chiefs. That's fine. Yes, and our our agreement, our picks were essentially Bengals, if they made it, would win it. Second was Eagles, then Chiefs. That was our kind of our agreement that we talked about early mm-hmm. on in the playoffs. So I think we're all still on the same page except for Kyle. Uh, so um, anyways, any other topics, anything else want to bring? Anyone else want to bring anything else up? Uh, I just got to say we will be keeping a close eye on the chase there for uh, – Kareem's all-time record, he's only 117 away, and he's got three games this week, which he could potentially make that mark. 30 points a game, he could do that, or 40 points. I was going to say, it's not 30. That would be nice. He might just drop 80 80 for the meme, you know? He He could, but he's been averaging, like, 35 or more over, like, the last, like, six games or like that. So there's a a game that he does it, he scores a lot of points, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a good chance. He currently has five points against the Knicks right now. Yeah, first quarter. We'll see what happens. Second quarter. Okay. We'll um, see. Anyway, so that was everything for today. Um, definitely want to make sure you guys go take a second to follow us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we do appreciate you guys taking time listening to us, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Please make sure to go take a listen or take a look at YouTube. We are always here. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and we will see you next week. Peace. Be kind.